Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. WNBA star Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. We're now 10 months into this. It's failed to do what it set out to do. Russia has failed. Drugs, crime, and gangs. Record number of people pouring into our communities is a disgrace. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is Friday. Lots to talk about again on this edition of News and Views. North Carolina State Treasurer Dale Falwell is adding to the pressure building against BlackRock for its leftist investing priorities by officially calling for its CEO, Larry Fink, to resign. Treasurer Falwell pointed to a loss of confidence in Fink's leadership due to his focus on environmental, social, and corporate governance, or known as ESG initiatives, as the leader of the world's largest asset manager with approximately $9.5 trillion, with a T, under management that has been at the forefront of using its market power to coerce the world's companies to transition to carbon net zero by 2050. That is strong-arming the companies to bend to the will of the woke, Falwell noted. And Dale Falwell, North Carolina State Treasurer, is on the phone with us right now. Uh, Secretary uh, Falwell, thanks so much for uh, joining us. And uh, thank you for standing up against wokeism uh, as you speak out against Larry Fink and uh, BlackRock. Well, Tom, thank you for having me. And as uh, former North Carolina Governor Jim Martin continues to say, doing right's rarely wrong. And... You know, we've been dealing with this uh, ESG oppression for months, if not years. And in the words of Popeye, I, I couldn't stand it because I couldn't stand it no more. <laughs> uh, I, I, and and I, I know that uh, that your listeners will understand uh, that I'm a conservative, but I want to use another word this afternoon. I feel liberated. I feel liberated that uh, I saw what needed to be done. I... Humility was humble enough to listen to what needed to be done, and today we had the courage to act on what needed to be done, and that is simply this. That is to continue to have a loyalty and duty of care to the people we're responsible for in the state of North Carolina, especially those that teach, protect, and serve uh, with this pension plan. So quite, uh, you know, very quickly, you know, there are three things that happened today. Uh, number one is that BlackRock manages – uh, billions of dollars for us at at in index funds that are run very very efficiently, which is the benefit of our participants. Uh, secondly, we uh, signed an agreement with BlackRock last uh, week that separates them from their voting uh, because they have been voting these shares on behalf of our teachers and troopers. They don't own the shares; we do. Right. So we we remove their voting. Uh, proxies from them, so we will now vote those shares ourselves. But thirdly, because we have $55 million worth of BlackRock common stock itself in the the index fund, you know, you can't just pick and choose what's in the index fund, Uh, I called on Larry Fink uh, to resign. And not only am I liberated because I have uh, governed uh, to the benefit of the participants in the plan, but I hope that BlackRock will be liberated from Mr. Fink because 
I'm sure that the people that work at BlackRock are tired of all this drama. Yeah, um, first of all, uh, uh, thanks for doing that. And for our listeners' benefit, uh, they're saying, well, is this going to make any effect? This made national news today. I saw in several different uh, outlets on online had uh, picked this up. In fact, uh, Town Hall earlier today had that as their headline lead story. So uh, you are making some waves. You are getting some attention uh, pointed to this. When when you sign the agreement with BlackRock to say, uh, we're going to vote our own shares, you're not going to vote for us anymore, was there any pushback on that? Or did, did they even – was that, hey, you're, we're going to do this or we're out? Well, BlackRock had set up a program because there's so many billions, billions. You talked about trillions a few moments ago, but so many billions of dollars that have been left BlackRock. And, you know, all of your listeners who know anything about money management, you know, the purpose of having a money management firm is to gather money and not lose it. And there's billions of dollars of money that was walking out the door of BlackRock, which made the company itself less valuable which I can't uh, imagine that that's making any of the employees happy. No. I, I mean, especially if you're managing pension funds, I, I don't care who you ask, what party they're with, the, the North Carolina citizens that have you handling their pension fund, they want the biggest return they can get. Now, they don't want to break the law, but they don't want to go woke and go broke either. Right. You know, and. I said in this press release, which your listeners can check out at nctreasure.com, is, you know, this, this is wacky activism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've heard yeah. of activism. I mean, it's just wacky. And let, let me say, you've already described to your listeners what ESG stands for. I'm going to redefine that term on your show this afternoon. Okay. What it should stand for is energy independence, safe streets and neighborhoods, and good government. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I like your definition ES- a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, and that and, and that's all your listeners want. They don't. They want to be spoken to like adults, and what they hear needs to make common sense. And I think if they go and read this press release, they'll realize that this makes common sense. And I'm only saying this very quickly as the state treasurer and the sole fiduciary of one of the largest pools of public money in the world. I'm saying it as the chair of the North Carolina State Banking Commission, which regulates a couple of banks your listeners have heard of, First Citizens and BB&T Truist. Sure. I'm saying this as the chair of the Local Government Commission because we're seeing this ESG mentality find its way into bank underwriting to determine what kind of businesses get loans. We're seeing it in terms of the LGC uh, when they go into some of our uh, lower-income parts of North Carolina to give them a bond rating, and they say, how many electric vehicles do you have? You know, and I, I don't want to be inelegant or kicked off the show, but one of these managers says, hell, man, we're trying to make our pension contribution. We, we can't focus on how many electric vehicles we have right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, th- this is really happening, Tom, across North Carolina. Yeah. We're talking to North Carolina State Treasurer uh, Dale Falwell on his public call earlier today for uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink to resign. <laughs> Benny Hardy's with us, uh, Dale. He's got a question for you. Hey, Secretary uh, Falwell, um, I, I hadn't looked at the pension uh, financial statements in a while, but as I remember, I think the total pension's what a hundred billion or so, one hundred twenty billion. Uh, does that sound right for North Carolina that you manage? One hundred fourteen. One hundred fourteen billion. So how but, but, how, how but, much is how much but, of that? But, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just one hundred fourteen billion, mm-hmm. but 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 that's only half of what we do, and 
I think your question is what percentage is in BlackRock? Right. Uh, and it's, most of it is passive, and it's about $14 billion. Right. But most of it is in this international index fund, which has time zone constraints, it has currency constraints, and it has uh, tax trading in the EU constraints. So, you know, we're getting, in that particular case, like $4 billion managed for about 0001 basis points. And, uh, and that's why all these folks are talking about pulling their money out of BlackRock and doing what with it? I mean, who, who's going to offer you a better deal than that? So what I did is I governed, and I said, you can continue managing this money at this fantastic rate, but you're no longer going to vote our shares right. uh, the way that you have been. <laughs> and I thought that was the actual way to attack a problem. Are there any other state treasurers that are following your lead? Well, not yet. I mean, I'm the first one to actually call for him to be to, – to step down uh and i did that not only because of the amount of money they managed for us but the fact that in other index funds and uh you know your listeners know that the state treasurer does not choose what's in the s p 500 the s p 500 chooses what's in the s p 500 or the dow 30 or the nasdaq and so uh i've been thinking about this for weeks i said how can we actually fulfill our responsibilities to those that teach, protect, and serve. And there's a great many of them in the Greenville, greater and all your listening areas. How do we actually do that that is in the best interest of the people of North Carolina? And that's exactly what we did. But to your to your point earlier, um, you know that that's a good anyone that has a retirement plan uh, outside of North Carolina. Uh, I mean, I have my personal retirement plan. I I know that's a heck of a deal. And to your point, you know, the more people that uh, you know, they start to chase away, uh, that 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 expense ratio is going to change. That's for sure uh, because it's just the economies of scale, no, no doubt. Well, exactly, but but you know you know we're locked into our expense ratio. But once again, I'm. As I make our comments to you this afternoon, I mean, we're talking about the people who actually work at BlackRock. I mean, they managed ten trillion dollars. Their stock has collapsed because of all this drama. They don't want their stock to go down. They want their stock to go up. It is interesting to note. I, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but BlackRock is spending a lot of uh, money on advertisements on things like CNBC and Fox mm-hmm. Business and Fox News promoting themselves as this all-american investment company have you noticed those well i have because they're trying to replace the assets under management that 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 have walked out the door and you know you can get a lot of individual and retail investors but you know when florida pulls two billion dollars out of blackrock and some of these other states are pulling hundreds of millions or billions of dollars it takes a lot of people to make that up but once again uh, all we want is for them, as Governor Martin always says, doing right's rarely wrong. Get back right. to your core mission of managing money. So there are other states that are going in, in step with what you have done. I mean, in in, in principle, they're they're saying BlackRock enough's enough. You're going woke and you're going broke. Yeah, but they're pulling their money out of BlackRock. Right. And you know, if 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 you're a true public servant, a true fiduciary with a loyalty and duty of care to the members and taxpayers, you you got to think through this. you got to think around the corner because we're not like some state that has $300 million with BlackRock. I mean, where are we going to take 4 to $8 billion all at once? So that's why I developed this strategy that I think properly attacks the problem based on what I saw, what I heard, 
and now what we've done. The uh, PPI, changing gears just a little bit here, PPI came out today, and uh, it, I guess it's it, a little bit better than it was, but it's still not good. Inflation is uh, is here. It's not transitory. It uh, looks like it's going to be around for a while. Your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are uh, inflation. Uh, sounds like we lost Dale. People in oh, there, uh, all across North Carolina. Uh, we we lost you there for a second, Dale. Could you repeat that your last sentence? Uh, yeah, I said inflation's a thief. Yeah, it's a it's a thief, and especially a thief to lower fixed income individuals. Uh, we are getting we're benefiting from that because uh, we just put a few billion dollars to work at five percent that we were previously earning less than one percent on. But you know, for the average person in this state, you know, inflation is a thief, and uh, these PPI numbers. What they need to do is, is do a PPI or a CPI that actually includes products that the average person in Eastern North Carolina has to consume. Hmm. You may not realize this, but uh, but uh, landlines are in the C, is, are in the CPI. Now, you know, most people don't have landlines, so <laughs> who care, who cares what's happened to the price of landlines? Right. You know, what should be in there is the cost of cell phones. So the, there's eighty thousand things in the CPI. And I'm in the process of, of reworking that to figure out the 500 things that the average person in Eastern North Carolina needs to purchase and doing figuring out what the consumer price index is on those 500 things that you really have to purchase in order to live. And uh, I think the number is not going to look good. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, food is not optional, and that has uh, seen some really high inflation numbers. Or energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eating and, 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 you, and not freezing is uh, two important items. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just telling you, it's it's called shrinkflation, and you know, somebody who uh, likes Cape Cod potato chips like I do, uh, you know, it's it's very obvious when you used to go in there at Harris Teeter on Senior Citizen Day and get two bags for six, and this this week they're two bags for seven. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, that, I mean, and that's not nothing. No, if and, and it's you know, and th- people might say, well, that's a luxury, but listen, vegetables, uh, you know, your staples have gone through the roof as well. Treasurer, hey. yeah, Treasurer Falwell, yeah. um, switching yeah. gears a little bit. I telling Tom when I came on the air, um, I talk about it sometime on the program. I'm re- I'm registered as an unaffiliated voter, so I get reached out a lot by both parties on on things, especially polls. And just afternoon, I got a text poll asking me about a Republican primary, and it mentioned your name for governor. I was just wondering if you're prepared to, to, to announce on News and Views this afternoon that you're running for governor next time around. Well, I'm not uh, I'm not prepared to announce that. Uh, there's a lot of talk uh, about me doing that, and I, I can tell you that uh, uh, if, I, if I do decide uh, to run for governor, then I'm I'm going to be who I am and who I've always been, and that's somebody who attacks problems and and doesn't attack people. Uh, we our state our our initials are NC. Uh, that stands for nothing compares. Uh, I wouldn't trade places with any other state treasurer in the United States because of the solvency of our balance sheet, the discipline of the General Assembly. Listen to this: in eight years, we will have paid off sixty percent of the state debt. Wow. 60. Wow. If you add up all, all three of our ages combined, that's how long it's been since any unit of government in the world paid off 60% of the state debt. It's under Calvin Coolidge. 
Wow. And I mean, I mean, so my point of saying that to you is that even though nothing compares as far as the strength of North Carolina's balance sheet, and the credit goes to the General Assembly, who's, as I said earlier, lived within its budget and, and it creates surpluses, and by the way, it is eliminating the corporate income tax. The first state in the country that's going to have its corporate income tax eliminated. Are we on the path to do that? Uh, we, there's still a lot of work to do, especially with DOT and DHHS. And uh, if I do apply for the job to be the governor, I'm going to do it by attacking problems, not attacking people, because God blessed me with the vision to see what needs to be done, the humility to listen for what needs to be done, and as you saw today, the courage to act on what needs to be done. Well, will you come on News and Views the day you announce? I'm not saying you have to announce it on News and Views, but we want you on the, on the program the day that you do. If you announce, I know we're not, not breaking any news here, but if you decide, we want you on that day. Well, I, I, all I want, I, you know, my family asked me about my Christmas list. I said I just want to be a more regular visitor on News and Views. That's all I want. <laughs> well, well, Merry Christmas, and we'll have you back uh, a number of times in 2023, I promise, Dale. Thanks a million for coming on this afternoon. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, you can't hang on for me. All right, I'll go NC ahead. Cash, NC, NCcash.com. There you there's, go. Uh, there's $50 million sitting at NCcash.com within your uh, listenership. Unclaimed. $50 million. Well, we'll go look yes. up Lamprecht and see how many million I have in there, will you? <laughs> well, I, well, I will, but uh, I, I told this to a 15-year-old boy three weeks ago. I said, you like buying Christmas presents? He said, yes, sir. I said, you like spending your own money? He said, no, sir. I said, take this card, nccash.com, and look up the name of everybody you're going to buy a Christmas gift, including your teacher and your principal. This kid emailed me back. He said, half the people, including his grandparents and his Boy Scout troop, and his church, and his dad's business, half the people he was going to buy Christmas presents for had money sitting at nccash.com. So he printed off the piece of paper, put in an envelope, and gave it to them. And what a great Christmas yeah, gift. That's a good idea. Didn't cost him a nickel either. That was a great <laughs> idea. Smart young man. Well, 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 actually, I told him that under the law, he can charge them 10 percent up to 10 percent to help them technologically collect that money finders <laughs> fee. there you go there yeah. you go that you just you, hey you just created an entrepreneur charge yeah. yourself all well thank you so much for uh, joining us look forward to talking to you in 2023 have a great christmas thank you for your service merry, merry, merry christmas to you and blessings to all those who have lost loved ones this year thank you so much stay with us benny and i'll be right back
want for Christmas? News and views. The news. The latest events. This is where we're at. News of the day. News, talk, and not one word from Mariah Carey. Hi, it's Mariah Carey. That's enough. Put down the mic. What happens during the holidays? What's happening happens. What's happening right now? For the local news you want with Tom and Benny. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 1037. Welcome back in. It is News and Views for a Friday, and uh, it is December the 9th, 16 days to Christmas. Guys, get out there and buy your uh, wife something good. So we still got 15 days left to shop. Well, now you can shop 24-7. I had to to start shopping 15 days from now. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, too. It was 28 years ago today that Bill Clinton fired Surgeon General Jocelyn elders i did not have well he didn't have sex with that woman (laughs) well i don't know slick willie is uh he don't grade them too much well he didn't remember there was uh, some egyptian money mummy and he talked about i I wouldn't mind having i I, I could take her out uh so he he fired jocelyn elders after hearing how she told a conference that self-pleasure should be discussed in school as a part of sexual human sexuality um that almost seems tame by today's standards yeah it sounds like bill clinton was a uh, was a republican a conservative republican <laughs> i mean yeah. really it's how far the party how, the democrat party has gone the slippery slope <laughs> yeah it's just amazing take a look at your weekend weather forecast tomorrow partly cloudy skies a high of 53 uh, overcast skies tomorrow night with a low of 43 sunday cloudy skies a chance of a rain shower a high of 56 uh, next week, uh, looks like the sun is going to come out pretty much uh, Monday through Wednesday with a high in the mid-50s. And uh, all in all, for December, not bad. So if you heard our first segment, we had North Carolina State Treasurer Dale Falwell talking about how he has uh, called for Larry Fink to be fired from BlackRock. Uh, interesting conversation Benny, at the end of our segment, decided to bring up a something that we thought would be sort of a fun conversation that wouldn't be all that serious, uh, talking uh, to uh, Treasurer Falwell about uh, a poll that came out that Benny was asked to participate in. Who would you vote for governor? And uh, the choices were Mike Robinson and Dale Falwell. And Pat McCrory. Pat McCrory's back on there. Yeah, he was on there. So uh, there's probably a little news, a little behind-the-scenes things going on. And uh, yeah. Anyway, in a friendly way, Benny asked if he was ready to announce his candidacy for governor for North Carolina. I thought he was going to sort of chuckle and say, nah, you know, I love I love the job I'm doing now. It's, you know, no, 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 no. He's running. He's running. He didn't say he was running. <laughs> He said he was not. He's not prepared to it, announce today, but but he gave a statement that was a good statement. I might add. Oh that, yeah, uh, it, it's definitely thought out, and uh, he's put some thought into. He's it. running. Coincidence? I, I think not. <laughs> Listen, I, and I like Dale. He is sharp. He tells it like it is, and uh, he's no nonsense. He's conservative. I would say this: it would actually be a uh, interesting situation if you had dale falwell and mark robinson as our candidates for governor i think my 
goodness, how far the Republican Party – I mean the Republican Party in North Carolina is actually going in the right direction. Well, honestly, it shows not only in North Carolina but nationwide – how, how deep the bench is in the Republican yeah. Party compared yeah. to the Democrat Party. Because, yeah. you know, Dale Falwell's, uh, I don't know if he's still licensed, but he's CPA. He has been a CPA. I don't know if he still holds his license. Worked in the investment business uh, for for years before he uh, became treasurer. And, I mean, it's great to have a former business person that's not a lifetime politician interested in serving North Carolina. And well, you know, it's interesting, too, is Mark Robinson and Dale Falwell both – have come from really humble beginnings. They're self-made men, and uh, they're they're people. I mean, they they weren't handed a, you know a silver spoon. They weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They have come up the the hard way, mm-hmm. and they can relate to people. They can relate to real problems. And uh, I'd take either one of them for governor. And, and you know, I know it sounds like I'm uh, being critical of people that choose political campaigns as a career but you look at the democrat party kind of all over the country and you see people on the ballot from from the uh, from the house representatives to the senate even the white house that they have a lifetime of working for yeah. political campaigns right. or, or 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 elected office and that we just there's too many like that we need yes. people from the real real Thank world you. so to speak Thank that you. has real, real world experience and truly sees it as an opportunity to serve their state or their nation not just serve their own interests and i, I Falwell has done that uh if if you know any um, and again his his political career has not been lifetime at all i mean treasurer was his first uh time he ever ran when he ran i think it's his first elected yeah. position yeah. i think but uh he's done a great job um speaking of politics democrat senator kirsten cinema no longer a democrat she is going to be an independent also she's going to caucus with the democrats and uh, i saw where chucky schumer came out and said that she will retain her committee assignments so now officially it will be 51 um it will go from 51 democrats in the senate to well actually i you know you've got um Bernie is Bernie an Sand? independent. Independent. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Angus King out of uh, Maine is uh, independent. Yeah, I always forget it. But he, but he caucuses with a Democrat. Well, so, and right? so all three of them will. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, everybody says, well, it's 51 Democrats to 49 Republicans. It's actually uh, – and, you know – so it'd be – so is there any – I guess there's no way if you're caucusing with them. But, but could you not make an issue of that? I mean, say, well, wait a minute. You don't have you don't have fifty one Democrats. You've got you've, well, you've listen, got forty eight. Yeah, listening to Cinema's uh, statement, and um, and she was on an interview with maybe Jake Tapper, maybe I heard, <clears throat> and um, I, I'm telling you, she she sounds like she's not caucusing with the Democrats. Well, me. she officially came out today. It, it, oh, Town Hall reported that she will caucus okay, with the Democrats. Okay. But uh, here's the other question: Will, will Joe Manchin come over? Will he either go independent or yeah, – and if, if if the Democrats still retain the majority, even though three of the Democrats aren't Democrat, mm-hmm. will uh, will Joe Manchin come over? And uh, if it doesn't make any difference, I guess it doesn't make any difference if he goes independent or – but if he switched over to Republican. Um, 
not and and listen, I don't want another liberal in the Republican Party. And Joe, the way Joe Manchin votes, he's a liberal. I mean, he can come across as being Mister Conservative in West Virginia or Mister Moderate. Um, he's he's an unwise gentleman from West Virginia who uh, hangs around. With well, the you know, Joe Joe Manchin proves uh, kind of kind of another point about just how difficult it is to win a statewide election in any state and he's got such strong name recognition i mean there, there's people in west virginia i'm sure that just go vote for joe manchin calls well I'm, joe manchin. I'm supposed to jo- vote for joe manchin yeah. you know and, and he was governor now he's been senate for yeah. how long a, a bunch of years uh interesting story out of russia russian television is having a field day belittling biden's freeing of Brittany griner while leaving paul <laughs> Uh, Whelan in prison for good reason yeah yeah um a russian female tv personality said and this is interesting i there's there's a video up if you go online you can google it and find it but um you know it's just like uh a, a talking head show you'd see here on sunday morning in the united states uh the first problem is that he is uh, this is what the, the russian television personality said of uh, paul Whelan. The first problem is that he is white. His second problem is he's a man. His third problem is he's heterosexual. This is not something that can be forgiven these days. American voters were given a choice. A hero who suffered while serving his fatherland. A metal-covered hero who suffered during his service to his fatherland. Or a black lesbian hooked on drugs who suffered for a vape with hashish and a well-known for the sake of PR, American voters are choosing the obvious. I think that for us, it's more um, uh, more of a piece of good news. The first good news is that bout has returned. And the second good news is that a nation that spits on its heroes to the extent that it considers it significantly more important to free a rightfully charged, well-known athlete. She didn't suffer because she served her motherland, but because she couldn't live for 10 hours without hashish. Instead of freeing the person in prison for two years for serving his motherland, this says a lot about the state of the society, of the intelligence of these agencies, and everything related to geopolitical confrontation. Now, whether or not uh, they would have let uh, Paul Whelan go, we don't know, but it how many how many times did Donald Trump get people uh, released from prisons all around the world? Yeah, and and, and, and uh, my wife asked me today, why didn't Donald Trump get Paul Whelan released? And of course, I don't think he was. Uh, I think he's only been in there two years. Well, I think he was convicted in 2020. I think he was arrested in 2018, but um, I think they put him in prison in 2020. I think. Um, well, it's interesting. It's not just the Russians that are giving this woke trade uh a a letting letting the wokies over at the biden administration know that it this this was not okay here's a clip from fox news last night i don't know if you happen to see this it's marie harf and ben dominich from last night's special report now you might remember marie harf was i think she was press secretary for the obama administration And she's only too happy to carry the water for Joe Biden. Listen to her comments. And then even more important, now her comments are typical 
uh, Democrat talking points about how what a wonderful deal this was and this was so hard to pull off and blah, blah, blah. But listen to Ben Dominich just tear her comments apart. Cut one. Traded her. But here we are. We I hope she does. I, uh, I, I, I'm beforehand by what she did. Just put it that way. All right, we've got uh, we've got some audio issues. See, let's take a timeout. See if uh, Clark can fix that during our timeout. Uh, I want you to hear this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Okay, back in. Uh, Clark has fixed the audio. So this is Marie Hoff, who is former press secretary for the Obama administration, carrying the water for Joe Biden, talking about how wonderful this trade was. And then you're going to hear his response, Ben Dominic's response, to the ridiculous thing she's saying. It is pretty extraordinary that in a moment where Russia has invaded Ukraine, we are arming the Ukrainians, we are essentially in a proxy war with Russia, that we were able diplomatically to get Brittany Griner home. And yes, this is a tough decision. The options were Brittany Griner home or no one home. This was the option. And let's not forget that Victor Boot is returning to a very different Russia than the one he left. It is a Russia cut off from the international financial system. It is a Russia that has incredible restrictions on who and where you can travel. He is returning to a country that, because of international pressure led by the Biden administration, is less able to project power around the world. Ben, your thoughts? Brittany Griner is only being the other end of this trade for reasons that I think that we all must acknowledge. She was a cause celeb among athletes and those on Twitter who seemed to guide so much of the activity of this Biden White House because of her race, her sexual uh, orientation, uh, her role within the WNBA, etc. cetera. Uh, and that was something that made her case more prominent. I'm not unhappy that she's coming back home, but I am unhappy at the terms of this deal. Once again, Joe Biden has shown himself to be a terrible negotiator, something that has marked his entire career, both when he was a vice president and when he was in the Senate and working on foreign relations. This is a one-sided deal. And the naivete that Marie just displayed when it came to the idea that Victor Boot is somehow going to be restrained in his evil activity by going back to a Russia that is in some way a pariah of the international community is absurd. The fact is that more people are going to die because of this deal. It's not a good one. It's bad. And the Biden administration should not have taken it. As much as we want to have Brittany Griner home, we also want Paul Whelan home. And the fact that this deal was taken to me is underscores the approach that the Biden administration has had from the get-go, which is to take every kind of weak attempt at these types of negotiations as a to approaching them with strength, toughness, and a resolve that they will not take a deal that in any way is bad for the American interest. Go, Ben. Wow. I mean, he just hit it out of the park. And if you saw the video last night, you could say Marie Harf was not feeling real comfortable. Uh, but she should have been called out. And this is a ridiculous deal. And for her to say, oh, she's going, he's going back to a, a different Russia. Do you think Bout <laughs> gives one iota about whether Russia has international recognition and respect? The guy was an arms dealer. Well, well let me tell you. 
you damn right he's going back to a different Russia, a Russia that is using arms in a war that are 30 years old, and you're sending a the best arms dealer yeah. in the freaking world back to Russia. Business That's is going to be real good for about. I, I mean, good Gosh, you could not be that stupid. I don't think you could be that stupid. This guy was number two on the uh, world's terror watch list. Yep. I mean, he was the number two guy probably behind Osama bin Laden for the last 30 years. That comment was mind-boggling, but Ben Dominich's uh, response was was brilliant. Uh, By the way, there's controversy out this afternoon because when they had the swap, where was it, over in Saudi Arabia? uh, Uh, Hmm. Somewhere over in the Middle East, they swapped Bout for Griner. And when the two uh, parties came together, the two airplanes landed, and then they switched airplanes, and one flew back to Russia, the other flew back to the United States. But they all came together on the tarmac, and you see this video of the people coming together, and clearly you see Griner reach out to shake hands with Bout. Oh, and all of a sudden, I don't know I don't know who edited it, but all of a sudden it, it – at 13 seconds into the video, you, it, she reaches out her hand, and then it jumps to her walking over towards the airplane. Clearly, oh, yeah. somebody didn't want that shown. Yeah, and I, on another thing on this grinder issue, I don't know if you heard today, um, John Kirby, which is what the, the State Department or Defense Department's public affairs guy. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, he was asked the question about, uh, you know, did, did the United States have a choice? You know, the NBC report saying that, that you know, the United States had a choice between Griner and uh, Wellen. And he, he basically said no, but before he got through with his, you could tell, prepared statement, he made the comment, I think it was kind of a slip of tongue of, well, you know, for this deal right now, we, we, had, we had the only opportunity to get one home. Wait a minute. <laughs> Which yeah, one? So, yeah. so, so, so I mean, you had a choice? So it, it sounded to me like he had a choice. I mean, it, I think it's clear that the Biden administration oh, made absolutely. a choice in absolutely. this situation. Clear. Uh, intersectionality. That's what yeah. they're all about. It's, uh, you have a black lesbian woman she versus che- a white guy. She checked boxes, plus she checked all the boxes, plus she's one that gets on Twitter and hates, hates on her country. Yeah. I mean, really. And, I, well, it, it would be nice to think that she might change her tune, but uh, – I'm not holding my breath. We've got to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming right up. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Free Beacon's got an interesting article out. Americans' voting habits. While only one in five Americans say they approve of their representation in Congress, all 29 incumbents in the Senate won re-election in the midterms. All 29. Hmm. In fact, the 2022 cycle capped by uh, Warnock's uh, victory on Tuesday marks the first time in a century that not a single Senate incumbent lost. Wow. That's that's part of the problem. And this is why you need term limits. And people say, well, they can vote. For the life of me, I don't understand why people are like it. They think everybody – and listen – Although one in five, only one in five approve of their representation in Congress. Mm -hmm. And yet they turn around and continue to vote for them. Yeah, and the thing about it is this this mail-in voting, uh, not even to go into the security issues and all that sort of stuff with mail-in voting, but it just makes – 
it makes a voter it allows a lazy voter to be even lazier yeah. they just get it and they oh, recognize that name yeah i recognize that name i've done no research check the box and send it in and oh. um it's it's not doing any our country good that's for sure and and no no doubt about that former ftx ceo sam bankman freed agreed today to testify before the house financial services committee next week now guess who heads up the house oh, maxine waters maxine right? waters Gosh. who it came out this week in fox business that um she has now paid her daughter over one million dollars out of the campaign for her to do mailers for her her campaign. Now, granted, this is over years, but um, <laughs> and and by the way, she benefited well from Freed. Well, let me tell you just how ridiculous that is. She don't have to do mailers. She's in a district yeah, where there's yeah, absolutely yeah, no yeah. way she's going to lose. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's just that's just uh, flush money is all that is. The uh, disgraced entrepreneur announces intentions to appear before the lawmakers on December the 13th during a social media exchange with House Financial Services Committee woman Maxine Waters. Quote, I do not have access to much of my data, professional or personal, so there's a limit to what I will be able to say, and I won't be as helpful as I'd like. But as the committee still thinks it would be useful, I'm willing to testify. Bankman Freed expressed willingness to discuss solvency for customers with funds in FTX U.S., what he believes to have led to the liquid liquidity crisis and his own failings. Quote, I had thought of myself as a model CEO who wouldn't become lazy or disconnected. Well, if your company policy is to hand out free drugs to everybody that works for you <laughs> and encourage sex amongst all the employees, now that apparently is what he thought was a good CEO. But he thought doing that, oh, gee, I'd never expected to become dis, you know, disconnected or lazy. Isn't a guy like 30? I mean, he's like really young. Isn't he like 30 or something? It's amazing to me that he has gotten as far as – I mean, he, he seems totally disconnected, totally dysfunctional. And yet he was put in charge of these billions of dollars? Mm. Can't make it up. Too much easy money. Yeah. Now, uh, by the way, uh, in closing, Sam Brenton, the non-binary senior nuclear official weirdo for the Biden administration, <laughs> the guy that stole the luggage. You know, both Benny and I agree it's probably he likes to get into other women's clothing. clothing. <laughs> but uh, he's done it again. Yeah. He's stolen more luggage, this Can't time at a himself. different airport. Maybe I mean, he, he is a he is sick. Maybe that. Uh, Maybe he'll try to steal the American Tourster orangutan's luggage. You know the commercials they used to have or they used to throw the luggage uh, around? I, I, I tell you what, I, I, that, that guy is, uh, he is in need of some serious counsel. Sick puppy. Uh, that's the understatement of the uh, week. Hey, listen, we have got to run, but you have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here Monday at 5. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.